You are listening to Electric Bike Radio. Welcome to Electric Bike Radio. This is episode 17, E-Bike Myths and Misconceptions. I'm Jared, and I'm back in the studio after a while with my co-host, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks, Jared. It's good to be sort of back in studio, back in the groove, but uh, truth be told, we've spent a lot of time together today already. Well, we had a good time at Dwayne's house opening some very large boxes on a crate in his garage. Very large boxes. The, the kind of boxes the neighbors come over and go, what is that? The kind of boxes you said couldn't wait for the weekend until I came over to help you open them up. Yeah, well, I needed my garage back. But, you know, we, we got delivery of some a couple of bikes uh, that we are going to be testing and reviewing and evaluating in a future episode. So we'll, we'll kind of leave the tease at that. But we've got some uh, real hardware reviews coming. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. I already had a little fun cruising around your neighborhood with them. So, so last couple of weeks we've done a few sort of specialty topics that may have been you know special interest uh, topics. So this week we wanted to get back to something more general, and this is actually something that we've been meaning to get to for a while. We wanted to debunk some myths and misconceptions about e-bikes and e-biking. And this should be a fun conversation because basically we're going to tackle all the topics that seem to be the hot button topics on all the forums in in e-bike world. And the first one is probably the hottest of all of them. Are e-bikes cheating? What do you think, Dwayne? Boy, you do hear this a lot. Uh, And you hear a lot of people complain, e-bikers complain that someone has told them that they're cheating. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, the problem with cheating is uh, it assumes that there's some rules that we're operating under, right? And you know, I think for those of us who are out riding e-bikes, um, we don't need no rules. Uh, we're just out having fun and getting around and doing what we do. And, you know, I, I think that there are certain parts of the bike community, uh, maybe road bikers in particular, and no offense, road bikers, I've, I've been one of you. Ah, uh, the roadies. I've been the one life. too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I feel like road bikers take a pride in how fast they ride and how far they ride and their stamina and their fitness and all that sort of thing. And so to them, you know, riding an e-bike is cheating because it's not it's purely a test of your physical metal. But uh, for us, um, it's, it's not cheating because there aren't any rules. Right. So I always look at this a little differently, but but pretty similar is if I'm cheating, I'd have to be racing, right? I mean, am I racing somewhere? Is there a finish line that I'm getting to before you that I can go to the end and jump up and down and go, yay, I won. I'm not out there for that. I didn't know there was a race. If there was a race, I'd probably be winning because I'm on an e-bike and <laughs> then I would be cheating, right? But if I'm just riding around and you and I are not racing, I am not cheating anybody and nobody on an e-bike is cheating you you get to go out you enjoy yourself you do it however you want um you still potentially get exercise which is something else we're going to talk about in a few minutes um but just everybody enjoy yourselves and have fun don't worry about what the next guy is doing unless you're in a race yeah and there's a lot of people we've talked about this before who are the reason they're on e-bikes or part of the reason they're on is because they can't ride a regular bike or they're not comfortable riding a regular bike because of health concerns or, or, you know, just general fitness issues or whatever. And so the e-bike is actually what's allowing them to feel comfortable 
getting out on the bike paths and out on the road. And so those people certainly aren't cheating, right? They are they are taking advantage of technology to their benefit. Right. So don't worry about cheating. No, you're not cheating. Anybody who's complaining you're cheating, just leave them alone. It's not worth the fight. I've tried to come up with all sorts of witty comebacks I could use on trails, and every time, like, mm, why bother? Just keep enjoying yourself and let them get all uppity about it. So <laughs> That's right. The best revenge is living well, they say, right? So yeah. the best revenge is just having a good time on your bike. Exactly. All right, what's the next one, Dwayne? So now people, this is kind of sort of related, right, is people say, well, you know, uh, the problem with e-bikes is you don't get any exercise. Uh, what do you think about that? I don't want to say it's a myth. I do want to say it's a huge generalization. So certainly there are people out there that get on their bikes and they use the throttle the entire time and don't pedal at all. And no, I mean, I guess you're getting a tiny bit of exercise still by just having to move at all, but they are not getting exercise. But by and large, I think most people who get e-bikes and you and I, and frankly, most of the people that we ride with um, are typically pedaling the entire time. And in fact, I often ride on the weekends. If I'm riding with my family and we're going out for exercise, I turn off the throttle or I turn off the assist entirely. It's there if I need it, but I don't use it. And I sweat my way through my 20 miles or whatever. Um, so you get as much exercise as you want on an e-bike, right? You might just be going faster while you're doing it, but you can get Put it the, uh, you can put out the same level of effort on an e-bike as you would on a regular bike. In my case, my heavier bike, I can put out more effort on an e-bike sometimes if I really want to make myself suffer. Those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, that's exactly what I think, and I don't really have a lot to add to that. I, I, I agree. You can get just as much exercise as you want and, and maybe more because <laughs> you're right. pushing around a big, heavy bike. So it's really up to the rider. But I do want to say I don't judge people who do use a throttle and who do want to have the fun and the experience of getting out and riding a bike, but they don't want to pedal. You know, to me, I'd rather see them out on the on the trails, enjoying the outdoors and, and doing that sort of thing and throttling their way anywhere they want to go. Uh, Agreed. You know, there's, Agreed. No, there's no shame in not getting exercise, but that's the beauty of it is you can have as much exercise as you want and you can, you can, haul that bike with no pedal assist if you want to or very little and when you get tired uh you can still throttle your way back so that's you know that's one of the beauties of the bike but definitely uh to say that you don't get any exercise it isn't right um you, you do get exercise and you get just as much as you want and going to your point before that if you are a person with a health issue and having a power assist is the key to you getting back on a bike, you're getting more exercise than you would otherwise because you wouldn't be riding at all, right? So e-bikes actually provide an avenue for exercise for some people who have a bad knee or a bad back or are recovering from something or whatever. So it, it's it's just it's, – it's not true because it's too general. Uh, everybody gets the ride that they want. Well, we both mentioned throttles in answering that question, and that kind of kind of leads into the next question or the next uh, potential misconceptions. E-bikes are too fast for bike paths. <laughs> yeah, you hear this a lot, and I think that this is, you know, both from pedestrians who are on bike paths, on multi-use paths, and from people who are riding, you know, slower bikes uh, that. Uh, you know, e-bikes are too fast. They're dangerous. You know, they shouldn't be allowed on bike paths. And 
of course, you know, that's just blaming the bike, right? That's blaming right. the bike and not the rider. Uh, of course, you know, with with great power comes great responsibility. A Spider-Man right? reference. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, just because you can ride 20 miles an hour uh, on your e-bike without a whole lot of uh, fuss uh, doesn't mean that you should. It's always the rider's responsibility to ride in a safe way. Not only a safe way, but a way that's not obnoxious. You know, right. that's respectful of people on the trail. And I think at some point we'll do an episode on, on trail etiquette and that sort of thing. But I would just say, don't blame the bike, right? Blame the rider. Uh, I I can't agree more with what you just said, Dwayne. It's, there are people who ride their bikes in a crazy way. Um, it doesn't have to be an e-bike. It could be a road bike. Um, I've certainly been passed by a group of road bikes going way too fast on a trail uh, without much regard for other people. I've been around groups of people with um, – doing wheelies and stuff in a heavily loaded pedestrian area and they're riding their bikes with their front wheel up in the ground and doing things that, you know, are frankly scary for somebody who might be on a bike or have a child with them on their bike. Um, so it doesn't matter what kind of bike you're riding. You can always be riding too fast for conditions. I suppose that technically having an e-bike does make it easier to ride faster and therefore maybe it creates an opportunity for more people to do dumb things, but that still shouldn't be blamed on e-bikes. And e-bikes open up so many opportunities for others that hopefully a few rotten apples doesn't spoil the bunch and ruin the, the rides for us and ruin the trail access for us. Um, that's, I guess, one of my biggest concerns about this. And I think that's for anybody who says that e-bikes are too fast for a bike pass. I think they're thinking about safe trails and safe people. And that's a good thought. And we should all be thinking about that. But there's got to be ways to, you know, make sure that happens without restricting e-bikes. And that's my concern about this myth in particular. Yeah. And I think as e-bike riders, we have a responsibility to, you know, sort of portray e-bikes in, in in the right way. You know, we all have, are invested in there not being limitations and restrictions on e-bikes on multi-use paths. So in light of that, I think we all have a responsibility to the community, you know, to behave in a responsible way and to ride on paths in ways that we aren't upsetting people and offending people. I mean, some you know, some people get offended when they shouldn't, and you know, there's nothing you can do about that. But if we all ride in a way that's reasonable and not acting like we own the multi-use path, um, that's good for everybody. Absolutely. All right, what's the next one, Dwayne? Well, we've, this next one is one that we've talked about a little bit before. Uh, and because of the concern, we know electricity and water don't mix. People jump to the conclusion that you can't ride an e-bike in the rain. Well, I know I don't want to ride my e-bike in the rain. Does that count? I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I avoid it at all costs. In the rain. <laughs> right? <laughs> Preferably. <laughs> yeah. Right, riding in the rain is not fun regardless of what kind of bike you're on. Um, but the truth be told, most e-bikes you can ride in the rain. Um, again, we talked about this in episode seven. I think we called the episode Riding in the Rain. So check that out. We, we discussed what you should think about, um, how you should change your riding style, maybe what you can do to protect your bike a little better, and how to clean it up and dry it up afterwards to make sure it stays in tip-top order. But for the most part, most e-bikes that you're buying today can be used in the rain. 
check your manufacturer's requirements. There are a few out there that say no rain or very light rain, but no heavy, heavy rain. I feel like those are becoming few and fewer and further between these days as e-bikes develop more and more. But for most people, if you're riding a bike in the rain, you're going to be fine. Just uh, handle a few basic precautions and you'll be okay. Yeah, I think it's a fair question to ask when you're shopping for the bike is what is the water resistance? I mean, you don't expect to be able to dunk it in your swimming pool, but you know, especially if you live in parts of the country uh, where rain <laughs> happens uh, more <laughs> frequently, uh, like we do in Florida, you know, you never know in the summertime when you're out when a rainstorm is going to pop up. So I think that for the most part, if you're buying a good quality bike and it's in good condition, um, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, if there are any issues with your bike, uh, water resistance, you may find out <laughs> in a rainstorm, but but for the most part, the the generalized statement that you can't ride an e bike in the rain is just not true. Right, you're not going to be electrocuted. You're not going. It's not going to die a horrible death instantly. It'll probably be okay. Yeah. So, another e bike myth or misconception is that it's another generalization. E bikes are expensive. Yeah, and 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 that's partly true, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't necessarily think this is a misconception. E bikes generally are kind of expensive to, I guess it depends on what your definition of expensive is. It does. And like anything, e-bikes run a huge range, you know, from maybe slightly under a thousand dollars to, you know, multi thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, it's a, it's a myth in the sense that, um, a, a entry level e-bike is not necessarily more expensive than a typical road bike uh, or, you know, hybrid bike that you might buy. I mean, it's very easy to go into a, a Trek store and spend seven or 800 bucks on a, you know, decent mid-level bike. So, you know, it's not, they're, they're not uh, over the top expensive, but they mm -hmm. definitely are more expensive because in addition to all the components that you have in a regular bike, now you add electronics on top of that. And most importantly, the battery. I mean, a lot of the expense, added expense of an e-bike is not even the motor and the electronics as much as it is that battery. Right. And, and with e-bikes, you'll find a lot of brands of e-bikes, they'll, they'll try to reduce their price and make it more comparable to a regular bike by, by frankly, reducing the quality of some of the components. Not to a point that they're, they're not useful or anything. Um, I, I have no issues with most of the components on my Rad Power Bikes bike. Um, and they're fine. Are they top line? No, but I don't need them. I don't need top line for my e-bike. It does. It's never bothered me before. Uh, but if you are comparing apples to apples as much as you can, if you take the motor and the battery out of the equation and you compare a bike with a certain group set, that's an e-bike to a bike with the same group set that is a non e-bike, the e-bike one is obviously always going to be more expensive, sometimes much more expensive. Yeah, but along those lines, I would say it's not uh, outrageously expensive. The people are thinking, "Why, well, you know, I I can't get into e-biking because I, I can't afford an e-bike." I mean, of course, maybe that's true, but you can get into a you know a decent quality. Uh, I don't want to call it a starter bike, but you know, a lower end electric bike that will get you into this community and, mm -hmm. and you know have you experience what it's like. You can get into something like that for, you know, a thousand-ish new, 
you know, used, who knows, the, the used bike market is all a mess right now because of COVID and supply shortages and all that. But yeah, it's just, it's just like the, the used car market. It's the same thing, yeah. right? At some point in the near future, I'm hoping we'll see more availability, you know, of used, uh, used e-bikes uh, in the market because they're selling a lot more bikes. There'll be more stuff out there. I think that, um, you know, we'll get to the point where if you, if you want an e-bike, there, there will be some affordable options. And, and there have been more affordable options as of late over the past year or so as, as this market has grown exponentially. So even though supply is still tough, although getting better, I think, um, there have been new models that have come out with slightly smaller batteries, right, or a slightly smaller motor. The, the components that can be very expensive, the battery, uh, based on capacity, but if you don't need a 30 to 40 mile range and you're just looking to make it around your 10 or 20 mile, 20 mile neighborhood, you can get away with a smaller battery and not have an issue. Um, so to say e-bikes are expensive, I think we kind of come down in the middle here is that they can be, uh, but yeah. they're, but they're not necessarily as prohibitively expensive as you might think. We'll rate that uh, partly true or mostly true. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that a good way of summarizing? Close? Sort of? Yeah, kind of? I think so. Okay. Yep. Now, what about the last myth on our list is that e-bikes are for everyone. What do you think about that, Jared? I have some mixed feelings about this one, actually. Um, we host Electric Bike Radio. I want to say that e-bikes are for everyone, and I, I'd like to think that e-bikes are for everyone. They make biking accessible to a lot of people that it wouldn't be accessible to otherwise. They make – and for people who don't have an accessibility issue, frankly, like myself, they make biking a lot more fun when I can go a little bit faster or go for a longer time without feeling as worn down, without having my knees get sore as much because I don't have to fight a headwind at 30 miles an hour as hard as I would otherwise. That said – you and I both know a few people that e-bikes are not for them. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, generally I would say this, uh, that e-bikes add a certain level of complexity to riding a bike. Uh, it's not that they're hard to ride or anything, but there are things you have to think about. You have to plan to charge the battery. You, know, you have to plan ahead enough to charge the battery. Um, you also have additional weight issues that make them harder to transport mm -hmm. and carry around. Mm -hmm. You know, there are um, just some additional complications when you have an e-bike. And there's some people that aren't into that. You know, I've tried to get my kids to have an interest in riding e-bikes, and neither one of them are particularly interested in it. And both of them like bikes, but they just don't see the appeal, you know, and they don't want to deal with all the extra stuff. And I right. get that. So I think a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I think there are people who just, it doesn't meet their needs. You know, they want to have a bike in their garage to take out every once in a while on a whim. They want to ride it. Or maybe they want to be able to put it on a trunk rack on a on a small car or something. There are certainly people for whom e-bikes are, you know, are not the right fit. Right. I agree. And you know, for some people, e-bikes can be intimidating, and that might be some of the people you were you were talking about, Dwayne. But you know, e-bikes are generally like they're a little more complicated. Um, my e-bike in particular is a little bigger and heavier than most bikes, and so that's one reason my wife has been wary of trying it out because it's a pretty big and heavy bike, and I understand that. Um, 
So we just need to get her on another bike, right? That's the, that's the plan. But (laughs) so do we have any other myths? I think we're, we're out for now. That's sort of the end of our list, but maybe other people will have some that uh, we haven't thought about. Yeah. So I guess if, uh, if any of you have any other myths or misconceptions you want us to tackle, or you want us to give us your thoughts on them, just uh, leave us a note in the comment section on Facebook or Instagram, or send us an email on ebikeradio at gmail.com. And if you want to make sure that you never miss an episode of this podcast, you can follow or subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player. We are on basically all of them. Pretty much. So this was fun, Dwayne. Uh, and we'll have to do another one of these again sometime. <laughs> Maybe next week. <laughs> Maybe next week, right? So, and thanks to you, our listeners, for listening and stay tuned to Electric Bike Radio. Uh-huh.